Welcome to another episode of Incredible Conversations with me, your host, Isabel Wellman. I'm extremely humbled with today's guest, and you guys would not even understand it if you don't know her, but this green thumb goddess of all things wholesome and mindful and just nitty-gritty with the earth, I'm, I'm constantly looking towards her for inspiration, where I could be a better conscious eater, harvester, and general holistic well-being enthusiast. And it lights me up to have her on the show today. The soul nutrients are rich here already. So let's welcome on Miss Ashley Tutsing. Ah, hi, friends. And the warmest hello to our, you, our host, Isabel. Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me here to speak to you and all of your lovely, lovely listeners. Uh, I also am very humbled that you asked me and so grateful for this time. Uh, this chat is it's definitely going to soothe my soul. I can already tell, you know, the black eyed peas, I got a feeling <laughs> this, is, this, this is gonna be good. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> I love that. Gosh, I appreciate you setting aside this time. It's, it's so awesome. And I think the best way to start this off uh, is by asking how how do you prioritize your day today in, in our world these days? Prioritize. I love that you use this word because in our busy lives, we, as humans, that is exactly what we need to do uh, as spouses or significant others, daughters, sisters, uh, whatever role that you're stepping into in that moment, uh, there are so many working parts that we as people need to do to function and perform to our best abilities. So it kind of goes back to elementary school, uh, a science class. Uh, to live, you need four basic things, water, food, air, and shelter. And my fifth, knowledge, uh, but we'll get to that later. So let's dive a little bit deeper. So water, obviously, is something that is so important and truly something that I value. And I know you do too with your Kenyan machine, of course. Uh, but seriously, it's such powerful stuff. I can honestly say I feel more awake and alert if I drink a cool glass of water in the morning than a cup of coffee. But <laughs> there will always be time for coffee, a time and a place. I love to enjoy my cup of coffee. Starbucks, that's all I have to hear. Uh, their Christmas drinks, I'm weak at the knees. I <laughs> love them. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, food is another huge part of my life. And obviously we need nutrients, we need wholesome food to be able to support our living selves. And uh, there's so much pleasure to me in sharing meals and preparing food for myself and for others, for the ones that I love. And I think a lot of us can check that box. So, but growing your food and growing your own food is even more of an enchanted feeling. So, I mean, to watch something grow from dirt, a tiny seed that you plant can fruit and grow into something whole that can nourish you and can carry you and provide for you. It's, it's a magical feeling, truly. And I think it's also important to note that growing your own food is a big challenge and it, it can be very easy 
but it also can be really, really challenging. Uh, it makes you also really grateful when you grow your own food and really appreciate how hard our farmers work to keep our grocery stores stocked and our local markets alive. Uh, because growing your own food, it, it's not hard. I don't want to say it's hard, but it's, it's challenging. And, you know, you're working with the biggest, one of the biggest forces on earth, mother nature. <laughs> I mean, so it, it can be unbelievably frustrating. And so to take something like mother nature who provides for us, she gives us water. She gives us, you know, trees for shelter that we've, you know, gained all this knowledge to build houses and to, you know, build really stable shelters that provide for us. Uh, no, no one else can compare to that. And whether you believe in something higher than mother nature or, you know, whatever religion you're following, it's really important to keep those beliefs because those what carry us through. So I love working with mother nature. She is one of my favorite people to work with and she's very understanding. I love her. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. In your own growing, I know that you garden and you grow a lot of your foods and oh my gosh, how I strive to have the garden that you have and the greenhouses that you have and the plants that you're always bringing. How, how is that in your own experience? What is the most, what, what's the hard, the biggest challenge for you and what's the biggest reward that you get to reap? <sighs> okay. So the biggest challenge for me is probably just thinking about all the resources that it takes and stuff because as a farmer, you are directly dealing with all the water inputs all of the, you know, the containers you're using. And so to flip that on its head, it's also really powerful because I know exactly how much water is going into my food. And that makes you appreciate things all the more, you know, tenfold. It just completely changes you as a person when you realize how much work goes into something so little as a jalapeno or a cucumber or something like that. Like keeping it all alive and working with mother nature and trying to do it in an eco-friendly and sustainable way can be a very big challenge. But as humans, that's what we are conditioned to like and to follow as a challenge. You know, I'm not going to, pick out the 50 piece puzzle that's built for a seven-year-old like i'm picking that thousand piece jane wooster scott christmas scene cork backed puzzle and i'm gonna finish it and i'm gonna do a great job and i'm gonna be really happy when it's done that's <laughs> that yes <laughs> i love that oh my gosh <laughs> thank you for sharing that when it comes to um Real quick, like, what's your personal, like, favorite thing to grow? What's your, what has been your little, like, ooh, this is, this is my go-to? Okay, so my favorite thing to grow is definitely lettuce or salad greens and herbs. Because herbs especially, because they're pretty expensive when you buy them in the supermarket or at your farmer's market. But growing them, oh my gosh, you can pay $2 and you can grow too much basil to even want to look at. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that is 
one of the things that I love, especially, especially, um, and was I supposed to answer something else? No, that was it. Just oh, okay. favorite little, your little baby, your favorite. Oh yeah, baby. lettuce. Oh my gosh, I am like a rabbit. I eat salad all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love growing lettuce. And luckily that is one of the simplest things that anybody can grow lettuce and herbs, salad greens, super, super easy. I love that. And what does that process look like really fast? Like you're in the five steps or so, like what do you do to do that? Okay, so obviously you have to find and sow your seeds. So I love choosing all of the lettuce that looks really pretty to me. Like I want to eat, like I only really want to grow what I want to eat. I don't want to grow something that I think tastes like dirt. And you know, a lot of stuff I grow tastes like dirt, but I like it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sow your seeds and making sure that they're watered. You know, the right when you're starting your seeds, you have to make sure that the top layer stays pretty moist and that they're getting plenty of light. They're staying really, really nice and warm. So um, making sure that their environment is suitable for them to thrive. Ha, huh, like we need to do for ourselves um, is crucial. And uh, once you see that first little bit of growth, that little seedling, um, start to pop out it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh what's gonna come next and seeing that growth there so you know once it gets so big maybe you need to transplant it maybe you need to harvest it already because it's an herb and it you know or a radish it takes 30 days that's super quick we love those um so yeah it's just sowing your seed making sure it's taken care of a little bit of waiting sometimes some neglect <laughs> can do your plants good <laughs> or bad really bad <laughs> but yeah just waiting for that final product to uh be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor literally <laughs> delicious i can i can feel the warmth of that i've only been able to garden tomatoes for myself and it was the most amazing experience sure I cheated. I did buy these tomatoes already kind of half grown. They were hey, on the hey, hey, not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> they were just prepped nicely for me. And I was living in California at the time, but I had this little plant and every day I just watch it, water it a little bit, make sure I had the sun. And then just little tomatoes would come and I get to pick them. And then I just, yeah, eat them <laughs> right then and there. I really wouldn't share them with anyone else. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how amazing it felt to, to know that I did that. I got to care for that. I got to take on the responsibility of that, which leads me into how has, um, how's this, you know, affected the more conscious way of living in your own life through even different routes of gardening. So how maybe you take from different books or from what other different teachers that you have in your life, like what in your life kind of guides you that way to living health, health conscious. Um, I would say that definitely the thing that guides me or really pushed me to be uh, really conscious about what I'm putting my mouth and what I'm buying from the store or reading on the internet uh, is definitely just myself. You know, I wanted to challenge myself to to stop thinking a certain way or to stop feeling a certain way. And it was really within that challenge uh, that I 
started to find myself and I continue to find myself and realize really who I am each and every day. Um, kind of in January, 2019, uh, last New Year's, we all had New Year's resolutions. Um, I was, you know, thinking to myself, like all this trash, like I hate having to take the trash out. I don't want to walk out to the trash bin in the winter. Like I don't do snow, Isabel. I know you live in Alaska, but I do not do snow and I live in the UP. Like this is not, <laughs> this is not ideal. So I told myself, okay, what if I didn't create so much trash? I wouldn't have to walk out to the trash bin that, that often, right? <laughs> so I challenged myself. I saw this video on Facebook, actually, of a woman who tried to live waste-free. And I'm sure many of us have tried it. We've made strides, and each stride is more than enough that we need to do. That is so great for all of us who have made changes in our lives. And so I saw this video and I was like, well, maybe I should try that. You know, she had this little mason jar full of trash that she created in 30 days. And I was like, maybe I can try that. Like I can do that and I can minimize my waste by living a simpler life and a healthier life because I'm choosing things at the grocery store that aren't processed, they aren't packaged, they're grown, you know, more locally than, than most things. I go to the farmer's market, that was huge in the summer there. I lived two blocks from the farmer's market in town. So that was huge in my, my um, personal aspirations to become, you know, healthy and live a wholesome, fruitful life. So, it was kind of just a challenge to myself to sum it up. I really, you know, sat myself down and I was kind of like, okay, what can I do to change? Because I don't really like what's happening and I'm not going to feel bad because it's already happened. I'm just going to, you know, move forward from this and I'm going to take it and I'm going to make my own changes because, you know, what good is it going to do when I'm just, you know, sharing things on Facebook when I'm not actually taking action myself? You have to make a change for yourself. I, and I think that is, you know, what a lot of people struggle with is getting the motivation to actually come out of that and realize. And that's kind of where I think the themes of consciousness come in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I follow these people on Instagram called the yoga couple. And that was another huge part is, is kind of like getting rid of everything on social media that didn't make me feel good. If I found myself just like scrolling past it or thinking a, a negative thought about it. I was like, well, I just don't need to see it anymore. I want to improve my life. So I'm going to get rid of the bad, you know, and replace it with something positive. And so I follow the, the yoga couple on Instagram. They are so fantastic. They do a lot of um, inner work and challenging yourself to grow as a person. And they talk about these themes of consciousness. And it's basically a level of hierarchy of human emotions and a scale of frequency that each of us are resonating at resonating at and whichever theme you're in is an indicator of your current view of your reality so i mean let's say we have two people who you know kind of want to start to grow food but maybe they don't really know how or they just don't know where to begin 
so you go through all these levels of consciousness you know you have down at the bottom you have like grief and judgment and hopelessness and as you work your way up towards these thoughts you get towards things like openness and willingness acceptance all the way to the top where you get to 5d levels which is freedom it's enlightenment it's joy and so when you think of things like you know growing food and stuff like that you know maybe you don't know how you don't know where to begin someone who is in a lower level of consciousness say they think to themselves okay well i'm never going to be as good as that person and so i don't think i really want to try like i'll just keep buying my food from the supermarket and they're in a theme of you know something of judgment or hopelessness you know they're judging someone else they're feeling hopeless about themselves but someone who's seeing that exact same situation in a higher level of frequency a higher level of thinking maybe in um, willingness or acceptance would say hey i i might not be the best at growing plants you know i had a house plant and i killed it but i want to try to grow my own food for you know reasons x y and z and you know, they're more likely to make that change and to, you know, they're just, they're probably going to plant a seed quicker, honestly, mm -hmm. because they're, they're more open to it. They're more willing to try. They're not, you know, in these stuck in these negative patterns of thinking. I love that. Wow. I loved how you explained the level of consciousness there. Um, I feel Whenever I, I honestly am con or in conversation with a, another human that is, is awake, I'll say, I'll, I'll call it awake and asleep, um, where they're just awake to those different levels. Like, you can stay stuck. You can choose to stay in a limiting belief that is going to hold you back from fueling your life with what you want to create it as, with what you want to literally plant as that seed to watch it grow and morph and become whatever it is along the way and it's it's a little crazy because we can get so stuck in that rigid this person rah, 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 but it's really just us finding that mirror witnessing that mirror and going that oh that reflection is of me that's that what I think, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, that that's just how I feel about myself. So if I could just go to a real mirror right now and actually look at it and look at myself in the eyes and go, I love you and you're doing the best you can and start with that, that simple little one minute task, that could be what changes your life. That could be what changes every little choice that you make from here on out. Like you said, like you can be a be asleep or be on that lower level of consciousness where you're 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 sticking to the routine you know that you're unhappy with and you're sticking with the things that don't necessarily align or make sense but it's what you were told was good for you it's what you were believed to have worked and sure maybe it worked for someone else congratulations go <laughs> have your applesauce and eat it and be happy but that is not how life can be for everyone like we are allowed to dictate oh this doesn't feel good okay i'm gonna stop putting it in my life 
and I'm going to go figure something else out or I'm going to try something else. And if it doesn't work, it's not a failure. It's just another thing that I got to explore and experience as a human being to figure out what fuels me towards that right direction. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Gosh, with, with this, what is a, what advice do you have for anyone that that might be living this convenient kind of lower level lifestyle and but but plays with the idea of oh if I could just if I could just make that one change to be mindful but I, I battle that too busy but I'm I, I just can't make time for it what would your advice be to get someone out of that okay so yeah too busy isn't isn't that always how it seems to be but to flip that on its head, um, being too busy is kind of like being an overachiever. It just, it, it isn't real. It isn't possible. You know, people will make time for the things that matter and that they prioritize. And so my advice to anyone who thinks that they may be too busy to do something, whether you want to grow your own food or start living a more mindful life, is to challenge yourself, okay? We as humans, I said this before, we like to be challenged, you know? And so, again, like the puzzle and the thinking, I'm gonna finish that puzzle, I'm gonna do a great job, I'm gonna feel good because I know how invested I was, I took the time, I took the dedication, and my effort was worth it. So, um, you know, challenge yourself, pick, Pick the thousand piece puzzle. Yeah, that's what I say. And I think that um, that thought process, once we realize, and by knowing those things, the, the levels of consciousness, whether you're asleep or awake, that's when we can begin to realize that we aren't stuck anywhere and that life is perpet it's perpetual, it's, cycl it's cyclical, it's constantly moving and changing. And so when you realize, when you move up and realize that your negative thought patterns are your biggest roadblock, then we can begin to, to um, you know, ascend on those levels and vibrate at a higher frequency. Isn't that what everybody wants? They say good vibes, right? That's what we want. So, you know, just challenge yourself and, and really, you know, put the effort in. Mm. Yes. Ah, I love that. I love talking to you. That was great. I, um, when it comes to that, that figuring out where you're stuck and that prior prior prioritization, I don't even think that's a word, but I just made it up. So now it is prioritization. <laughs> Once we can actually realize that we are in a place where we're unhappy and we, we declare, okay, I'm unhappy. What's one thing I do in this very moment to make myself happy so I can elevate myself? Well, I could think good thoughts for 16 seconds, which is the amount of time it takes to conjure your next positive thought and your next and your next and your next. And then over a minute and a half, you just raised your vibration from this little place of judgment and sadness all the way up to your highest self where you're like, wow, now I see clearly with all three of my eyes or <laughs> and that stuff and you can see that just looking around you everything you have right now in your existence is what you need to be happy 
And then that just leads you to the other things that will make you happier. So say, like right now I'm, I'm battling with myself. Like I am challenging myself to never use tampons again. Like I just, <laughs> I don't believe in it. I really don't. I can't handle how toxic they are. I can't handle how uncomfortable they are. I can't handle how stinky and gross they are. And we should absolutely be one, harnessing the woman body as a beautiful ritual place. Cause I mean, what else sheds blood once a month? Like that has to mean something amazing. Two, why would you want to shove something up there to stop that natural flow? It's supposed to happen. It's like shaving your legs every single day because that is what you're told is beautiful and silky smooth goodness. When actually it's painful, there's razor burn, it can, you can get nicked all the time. Good God, what I, I always believe when I shave and it's terrible. So like every November to February, I don't shave. I shave my, my area just because I want to feel nice. But come on, we, we get to challenge yourself, like you said, to get out of the mentality of this is what I have to do. And then know that it's not working and then try something that's more fun and have that playful experience that will just continue continue on as this beautiful path to adopt new ways of being that make you feel good and who cares what he or she says <laughs> right and, and I think it's also important that <laughs> we realize that we have to start from somewhere in order to get to get there you know and that's where creating positive change happens. Life, you know, life will test us often sometimes the same things we deal with over and over again until we get the lesson through our heads. And it's usually when we come out of that, when we realize that we've grown and we've become stronger. Um, but for the most part, for the most part, uh, it's our thinking patterns and, and maybe the way we handle the situation or conducted ourselves. So it's like you said, wherever you are is absolutely where you need to be. Mm -hmm. When you come up with that, what, what's something that right now it happens and you react, but then you, you notice you're like, whoa, whoa, that's not how I want to react. I'm going to take a second. Is there anything in your life right now that correlates with that? Uh, Yes, actually, uh, with work, we've been, I've been battling with my work here, and I love, I love where I work, but it's just, you know, we get a lot of new employees and dealing with them. I haven't been the nicest because sometimes it's just so frustrating when you explain something again and again, and some people just don't get it, you know, they're just... Maybe they don't care about the job. Maybe they don't want to be there. Maybe they have something bigger on their plate. And it, that is where I need to be more understanding of others. <laughs> and that, you know, we all have our faults. I have things that I work on every single day and still, you know, struggle with. And so, but when we realize that we need to work on it, that's where growth starts to happen. Mm, I honor that. That, that's so true. And oftentimes we can see 
our problems or what we recognize as, oh, I really don't like this about myself as an issue when really um, it's, it's our greatest blessing. And I love this quote by Pema Chordon. I probably said that wrong. I think I always slaughter her last name, but I love this <laughs> woman. She's amazing. Uh, she's, she's undergone some really uh, in-depth and devoted Buddhist Buddhist ways of being and her quote is the problem is that the desire to change is fundamentally a form of aggression toward yourself the other problem is that our hang-ups unfortunately or fortunately contain our wealth and without those moments of contrast without those moments where we find ourselves unhappy with the way we're being or acting or thinking looking whatever um it's it's not that when we aren't in alignment with our higher self or we believe we could do better, it's, it's not that we're disregarding our emotions, but better yet to be gentle with ourselves and understanding a healthier way of expressing it. So I like to say that uh, back in the day, I used to be a pretty, uh, very reactive person. And I, I don't, I, I signed up for this when I came into this life. I, with the, all the astrology I'm undergoing right now, like, everything I am, I signed up for it because it's lessons that I needed to learn and things I needed to overcome and challenge myself with to find a healthier expression of. And I am a pretty fiery person at heart. I'm, I can get really aggressive, very competitive. I can be very disciplined or very anal, but very like, I can attack really easily. I'm like, I'm like the hungry wolf at all times, <laughs> but I'm the wolf that's also like, wait, come here. I want you to love me. And I want to love you. <laughs> I won't bite you, but I will bite you if you want to challenge me. So I had to learn to not see my uh, quick anger or reaction as negative, but to challenge myself to find a new way to, to meet it, to, to accept it, say, Hey, how you doing? Let me give you a handshake. And <laughs> the way I do that is I give myself five seconds. So I listen to what someone says. I instantly think it's bullshit or I really don't agree with it. And instead of instantly reacting, lighting that flame, letting that spark just take off, I sit for five seconds and I witness what is this feeling inside me? Where is it coming from? Why am I feeling this way? Where is it reflecting something in myself that I'm battling? And after I answer all those questions, a little bit more time than five seconds has passed, but then I can actually meet that person or that thing or that situation with love and with a much more open heart without disregarding who I am naturally and who I am at my core because we, we have to remember showing up as ourselves is a beautiful thing and we all show up differently. It's just learning how to dance with how we show up in those disagreeing ways. And I've found that to be very, uh, very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that, um, that you can relate to in that sense? Like what kind of being that you feel you are and how you, you take yourself when you, you show up with those hard to be places? (laughs) Um, well, that kind of throws me off guard here a little. Um, honestly, I guess in situations where, you know, most common to me is taking care of my dogs. Uh, you know, I've got two of them. I love them to, 
to bits. They're so great. Mm -hmm. But honestly, sometimes they are just terrible. Mm -hmm. They're out in the car right now, so they wouldn't bark. So nobody could hear them. They've been sitting out there for the past 45 minutes. <laughs> and so being smarter than them, okay, and not overreacting, okay. If, you know, I came home the other day and Bear had peed on the floor and he had broken a mirror. Okay, I'm not overreacting because <laughs> this has happened before. I myself have broken three mirrors already in this past year. Okay, I'm on my 28th year of bad luck. Thank you to my dog. And so it's in those moments of realizing that, you know, a broken mirror is not going to matter. But if I overreact and if I yell at my dog or, you know, if you're in a situation with another person, maybe you're a child, maybe you're a good friend, you know, you can't really take that back, but you can, you can definitely buy a, another mirror. Mm, I love that answer. That is so wholesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> that goes with being mindful of our reactions and how we allow that expression. That's so silly. And dogs, and honestly, children, dogs, are our partners. They are all just reflections of ourself. And when we have to deal with anything that comes with that, how are we gonna deal with that reflection of ourself? Our, big, our biggest teachers. <laughs> yeah, anything that holds you back or, you know, has shown light onto what you wanted or didn't want to live your life like or are there any specific aha moments that really point the way of alignment for you and that allow you to conquer any limiting beliefs or feel fears or the inner worldly stuff that we're here to work on yes so i think you know honestly my biggest roadblock is myself and my negative thoughts, honestly, I think that can be, you know, anybody's biggest downfall is self-sabotage. We hear that often these days. Um, but just being around people and watching things on TV, honestly, it's how all of us kind of realize, you know, we see something, oh, that's definitely not how I want to be. Or we see this person like, wow, I really like how they're doing this thing or conducting themselves. Like I would like to, you know, see more of that in myself. And so there, there are a lot of aha moments where I kind of really realize, like, you know, this is what feels good to me and my soul. And, you know, if I have to, you know, quit another job because this job doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't align with, you know, who I am as a person, as, you know, being a nutritious eater, a teacher, a lover of nature and all things, you know, green and good. And, you know, sometimes, you know, taking that step back is really, you know, ultimately the best thing for you. And so, you know, I've, I feel like, you know, as a, as a young woman, I'm 23, I've kind of had a lot of jobs. Um, maybe you've had, you know, seven or eight, I don't even know, you know, three months there, eight months there, six months here. And, you know, I, you know, I had a couple of jobs. It's like two years, two and a half years. I love them. And, and 
I think it's, it's realizing, you know, instead of, again, we come back to the different levels of consciousness is I shouldn't think of myself as a failure because I've had so many different jobs. I can't keep a job. It's, it's not that it's myself. I think saving myself because I don't, you know, you can't work at Wendy's for more than, you know, a year. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, or, you know, a silly cashier job or whatever you're doing, you know, I, the two jobs that I had the longest, I, you know, was in a good position. I had a little bit of power. I was an office manager and then I worked in HR. And so now that I, you know, had a, a different job since then, I kind of realized, well, I really like being in an office. So, you know, maybe I should try to do something with that, you know, and just realizing like we've said, wherever you are is okay. And what you've done or what you are doing is what you need to be doing you just have to trust in yourself and the universe you're repeating my 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 personal mantra with that um with everything will be exactly how it needs to be and whenever i make a wish whenever there's an eyelash or i see that first star in the sky that is <laughs> what comes to mind because quite literally everything will be how it's supposed to be and it's all going to turn out how we want it to if we can stay in alignment and remember to be gentle when we have multiple jobs or we do things that aren't the social norm way of doing it i can relate to that the different job thing so <laughs> oh so so deeply especially since i've moved away from michigan uh, just working in Colorado for so long, I, I would work seasonal jobs and I worked Absolutely, yeah. on the mountain and then in the summer I worked for a freaking, what was a landscaping company and then I'd work back at the mountain, but then I'd work as, gosh, what else did I do? A, a barista? And I would keep going back to that. And it's, it's not that it's a bad thing. I genuinely enjoyed working half the season in one spot, working the other season, doing something ridiculously ambitious or just like peculiar. But that's that it brings you so many different aspects to who you are becoming. And it's so beautiful how it does show us like, okay, I really do like this. So now that I know that I like this and I understand that this aligns and this feels good what what else do i enjoy to do and how can i implement that into my every day and that is something i really just want to boast to everyone is do something that you love and during this time when we are going through such a change as a globe as a as a human race uh, i think that anything is achievable and we're only limited to what our thoughts limit us to but we're also as exposed to how exposing our thoughts are. So if we can do any kind of research or, or even look up like, how can I work in gardening full time and just see what comes up, see whose page could you click on and just like look at their life and notice what they're doing or if it's with working for a different company or being your own boss. like. We have so much power right now more than ever to create that into our lives and welcome it if we choose consciously. 
science class, potential energy, turn it into kinetic energy. When we're fueling our body with whole and natural good foods, you can get nothing but good results coming out of that. <laughs> Preach. So. To that, I honor the crap out of this conversation. I honor everything that we've talked about. I love that. Oh, who doesn't love a little science? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, are there any last words or motivational tips or tricks that you'd like to share with us before we wind down this little conversation? I guess all I can say to reiterate the fact I said it once and for anybody who's still here listening, I thank you. And I want to give you all the challenge to ask yourself, you know, really who you are. You know, Isabel, she sent me some questions here, some intro questions, and the first one really stunned me. She asked me, who are you? And I couldn't even answer it. <laughs> I had a really hard time. And so I just like would like to challenge all of your lovely listeners here to ask themselves, who are you? Mm. Yeah, take that one with a sting, everybody. <laughs> Write it down on your mirror, put it in your pocket, <laughs> go journal about it. That that's because yeah. <laughs> that that in itself is a hard question. And yeah, who am I? Who do you want to identify identify as? Who who do you want to embody and what do you embody? That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you so much for showing up today and being here and just showering us with your such loving energy and presence. It has been a true treat in my soul. Feels so fulfilled, soul fulfilled. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, your words are so kind. I really, really appreciate your time here and for sharing your podcast with me. I'm, I am very, very excited to keep listening. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for sticking around, for hearing us out, for doing the dang thing again. This is your, this is your fourth official episode of the Women of the World series. And we will be back for a fifth round. I don't know how long this is going to go on. I really don't. But I just keep asking inspiring women to show up. And whenever they do, it just turns out like lightning hitting water, hitting all these crazy fields and all the fish are dancing and it's great. It turns out so the jellyfish and SpongeBob are having a party in his pineapple, okay? <laughs> the world is good. That is exactly what it is. So everyone remember to go out, create that party for yourself, figure out who you are, and be gentle with how you do it. Without further ado, Thank you so much for hanging out, sticking around with us, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Incredible Conversations. Slowly echoes throughout your car as the podcast comes to an end. Sitting there in fascination, curiosity, and solitude, the visions of how you want to superfuel your success dance along in your mind. A deep belief has awakened, and you're empowered to consciously create your life by optimizing your energy and healing from the inside out. You've subscribed to the podcast, have left your five-star review, and shared this episode with a friend because of the new intentions you've created for yourself. 
You have your foot on the gas, hand on the wheel, and you no longer need a GPS to know where you're going.